you for your goodness and mercy we confess without you we could not have made it but because you were with us because you helped us here we are now acknowledging that you are God creator the blesser of our souls and the giver of every good gift thank you Lord Father, now we have come to this time that we might receive from heaven our daily portion. Speak, Lord, that we may hear. Speak, Lord, that we may be swift to obey. Cause I pray even now, this your word, to be incredibly relevant, significant to each and every person under the sound of my voice. Oh God, someone came today looking for a word, seeking to hear you speak, Lord. And Father, I pray that even now you would use me to your glory. Give me not only what to say, but how to say it. That in all that I do, in all that I speak, every emphasis, God, let it be in tune with your blessed and holy will. And I bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless each of you. Praise God. I'm going to ask that you would remain standing for the reading of God's holy word. And if you don't mind, I'm going to speak even to our viewing audience today. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, as long as you're not driving or in a position that you have to sit. Stand to your feet for the holy reading, for the reading of God's holy word. On today, we're going to continue what we started on last week, part two of maintain your good works unto God. Come on, if you don't mind, could you just say, I must maintain my good works unto God. Coming to you from the book of Titus chapter three, verses 4 through 11 and then we're going to conclude on that fifth uh, excuse me that 14th verse so that is the book of Titus chapter 3 verses 4 through 11 and 14 when you have that please say I have arrived But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior toward man, appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us, justified by his grace. We should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. What are you to maintain, people of God? Good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. A man that is an heretic after the first and second admonition reject, knowing that 
he that is such is subverted and sinneth being condemned of himself. Verse 14, and let ours also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses that they be not unfruitful. And the word of the Lord is tremendously blessed. You may have your seats. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. And so on today we're continuing in the series, Maintain Your Good Works Unto God. Maintain. It literally means to continue or to cause or to keep something or someone in a constant state of optimal operation. In other words, what you are to maintain is important. It's necessary in order for you to get to your desired final destination. It means that there must be a steady continuum of peak performance. As you maintain, the understanding is that there should be a steady continuum of peak performance. In other words, you are consistently, continually doing your best, giving your best effort at a sustained rate so that you can reach the finish line. Not just reach the finish line, we want to finish. Because just because you reach a finish line does not really mean you're finished. Because to, for it to be complete, you must deal with every obstacle that you encounter in your journey. I want this to be real. Uh -huh. Some folk think just because they made it to see another day that they're all right. But what did you do behind you getting to the place that you are now? Were you successful in accomplishing everything that you set out to do? Did you complete? Did you do all that God called you to do within that span of time? And if so, you may have finished, you may have crossed the finish line, but you really didn't complete everything that you were called to do. Anyone, anyone who sets out on a journey for any reason or cause will have all intentions of reaching their destination or accomplishing their goals. Am I right about it? No one starts out to fail. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Jesus said in John 9 and 4, he says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh. Come on and say the night cometh. The night cometh when no man can work. In other words, you've got to sustain. You, you, you've got to accomplish and conquer every obstacle, everything that was in your way to get to the place of completion. And you must do it well. 
Mm. That's why some of us stay or remain in the wilderness so long because we didn't learn our lesson from that. That is why many of the older ones that started out after coming out of Egypt and into the wilderness, they never made it into the promised land because they wouldn't quit their old ways. They wouldn't quit their old bad habits. Not all habits are bad. I know you all know that. But we need to get rid of the ones that are bad. Is there anybody under the sound of my voice that have some bad habits which still linger in your life? All righty then. Mm -hmm. We got to work on getting rid of them. Praise the Lord. <sighs> Abraham, Moses, Joshua, Paul, and even the case of today's text, Titus. Titus, they were all like us on a journey. We have the benefit of retrospect where we can look back at them and say, man, they did a good job. But you weren't there when the storm came. You weren't there when the temptations came. They had to overdo it. They grew into a place or a point of greatness. And that's what God is doing with you now. You're going through, don't quit, don't give up. You do not fail until you quit. You're still in the race. And like I emphasized on last week, amen, when you stumble and fall, when you're in a marathon race, you don't go back to the starting line. You get up, dust yourself off, and keep on keeping on. I come to let somebody know today that you don't have to quit on life just because you messed up last night, last week, last year. But get up and press forward in the name of the Lord. Somebody ought to praise him right there. Ah, they each learned valuable life lessons throughout their course that would not only help them maintain their good works, but cause them to finish strong. That's what I want God's people to do, finish strong. Ah, come on and say finish strong. Praise the Lord. Titus, the pastor, Titus, ah, the bishop was mentored by Paul in ministry. This is gonna make sense after a while. He learned by following Paul as Paul followed Christ. Mm -hmm. Paul, uh, by following Paul, not just going for a walk with Paul, but he followed Christ. Remember last week I said we must follow after Christ? Titus followed Paul as Paul, Paul followed Christ until he was no more a baby and necessary to eat spirit or drink spiritual milk, but he grew up and then he followed after Christ after he came to know Christ. So you've got to, you've got to get to a point that you know Christ so that you don't hold on someone else's coattail trying to help somebody today. Mm. Is this making any sense? Let me say it this way. At the start of Jesus' ministry, when he called the disciples unto, see, they didn't choose him, he chose them. One day he was walking 
And uh, he saw a man by the name of Matthew and because he knew the mind of God, he being Jesus, knew that this man was chosen to follow him. He did not say uh, in Matthew 9 and 9, he did not say to Matthew, come go with me for a walk. He didn't say that. But he said, follow me. <laughs> follow me. And the Bible says Matthew arose and followed him. Now, now this is a very interesting word and I want you all to understand this. And, and you know, I've talked about the word follow, what it really means. Because see, you've got to follow Christ, follow after Christ, praise God. And, and I told you all before, it really means a word that where we mimic or perform as the one that we're following perform. It literally is from the Greek word follow me, literally is akolotio moi, M-O-I. Now, I don't know if that sounds Spanish or not. Jesus wasn't Spanish. He didn't speak. So I'm not going to say he wasn't Spanish. I think he was everything and all. Praise God. But he was speaking Aramaic or he was speaking Hebrew. Amen. And that phrase, follow me, literally means, it means to be in the same way. In other words, what you see me do, that's what you do. How you see me act or respond, that's how you act or respond. Hence the phrase, what would Jesus do? And so when we follow him, we do as he would do. And this was important because now Paul was the mentor of Titus. Titus, who eventually became pastor. Titus, who eventually became bishop of the island of Crete for the Christians there. He had to mentor him. You will be mentored by someone, whether intentional or not. That's why you've got to pay attention to who you're paying attention to. And be sure that you're paying attention to the right one. Because you will mimic them. <sighs> you ever did some things? And you, wow, where'd that come from? My mother used to do that. My father, that, that thing you do with your mouth or whatever it is, or the things that you say, and the older you get, the more you seem to take on their attributes. But you actually have a choice when you study what you're learning. Because see, I thank God for my, my, my natural father. I learned from him. I was mentored by him. And there were some things that I did, that he did was absolutely great. Yeah, I want to do it. And I did it. But then there were some things that I saw that were not so, uh, what'd you say? Appealing. Not so appealing. That I'm still working on those things. <laughs> Because I saw him all the time. Now, I know that y'all won't agree with me. My father liked to talk a lot. Yeah, I know y'all. I, 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 what, what kind of method? <laughs> and so as we're being mentored, my father would go into a grocery store and mom, he would find every, he had a word, a kind word for everyone. He loved everyone and he see whether he knew them or not, it didn't matter. He was going to strike up a conversation. And my mother would just be, well, I don't want to say she was rolling her eyes, but let me say she was looking from one way to another. <laughs> then every now and then she'd call out his name, that Tom, 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 Tom. All right, let me, let me move on. So you're going to follow somebody. You will be mentored by what you're watching unless you discern and purposely say, you know what, I see that and I see it as something that I should not do. Therefore, I'm going to ensure that I should not do that. Just like I'm still working on not talking so much. 
the Lord is dealing with me. I know somebody just said, well, he ain't through with you yet. <laughs> Y'all still with me? But Jesus said to him, Elder, he said, follow me. He didn't say go for a walk with me. Come, come, come on, go, go for a little walk with me. Because see, when, when you go for a walk with one, that means you walk with them until you get tired. You walk with them until you feel like you had enough. But he didn't say walk with me. He said follow after me. Mimic, do what I do. Say what I say. Be as I am. Fathers, that's how, that's why we have to be careful what we demonstrate before our children. Mothers, that's why we have to be careful what we demonstrate before our children because they will pick it up. You ever said, just like your daddy? All right, let me move on. We don't want to stay there. Titus learned to do a good work unto God in ministry and in life, life in general. See, God wants to use you not just in ministry, but in your everyday life, whatever your profession is, whatever you're doing, whether you're staying at home or you're out, uh, God wants to work with you. God wants to give in to you so that you can mentor someone else. And this is your work, whatever it is, what, whatever your um, profession is, whatever it is that you do, that's your work unto God and you want to be proficient in it. Am I making any sense? And so you always want to operate at the optimum that God has called you to operate in. Ah, am I still talking right? And so Paul, like a good spiritual father, begins to warn Titus about things and people that could come and cause him to stray off course or to forget the work that God called him to do. I don't mean to shock you, but there are people that are assigned to your life to get you off track. They get in your ear. And like the serpent said to Eve, did God really say? I know you heard what you heard, but did, did he really mean what you think he meant? Avoid these foolish people who say foolish things. It's one thing to deal with a person who's foolish, but it's another thing to deal with a person who says foolish things. Because a person doesn't have to be foolish to say a foolish thing. Stay away from the foolish people. In church, we don't talk too much about foolish things and foolish people. But things that come to sidetrack you. Paul is teaching you, if you're going to be effective, if you're going to maintain in what God called you to do, you must watch out for foolish questions, foolish genealogies. My daddy wasn't this, and my father was a president, and so forth and so on, so you got to listen to me because you're not as high as me. I am of the royal house of... Yeah, I'm, you know, <laughs> I almost got myself politically in, mm -hmm. y'all still with me? Did I lose anybody? Avoid these things, avoid stri strivings about the law. And when they were talking about the law, they weren't talking about state statutes or federal statutes. They were talking about uh, the Ten Commandments or the laws.
laws that God gave unto them. Because see, when people want to do their sins, they'll find a way to try and create a loophole in God's word. Because there, there is no loopholes in God's word. But they'll try and find one. And if they can't find it, they'll create it. They'll lie about it. Did God really say? You know what God said. Everyone under the sound of my voice, you know what God said to you. You sense it in your spirit. But we want to sugarcoat it sometimes, diet down a little bit so that we can feel freer about sinning. Did he really say that? <sighs> These things are unprofitable and vain. I like Titus 3 verses 10 and 11. I like the way it said in the English Standard Version of the Bible. It says, as for a person who stirs up division after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him, knowing that such a person is warped and sinful. He is self-condemned. This is so powerful. In, in, in the King James Version, it calls that person a heretic. In other words, one that has walked away from the Word of God and wants to create and make the Word of God say and sound according to what they want it to say. It says, tell them once and then tell them twice. And when they don't listen, then get away from them and have nothing more to do from them. Wait a minute, did God say have nothing to do with a certain type of people? It's in the Word! Well, well, we got to keep praying for him. We got, yeah, but you can pray for him from a distance. Ooh. If you know somebody is up to no good, y'all look like this is strange preaching. If somebody is out to get you, out to hurt you, you tell them once, you tell them twice, and the Bible says, let them go. Didn't say stop praying for them. Didn't say stop interceding, but don't have another thing to do with him. Y'all looking at me for that. I thought he was a God of love. He is. There's some folk you need to love for a, from a distance. I got two, three hand claps. You can love him, but you need to love him from a distance. What do you do when things don't go the way you expected, Titus? You expected that you would get it. You have the anointing. You have the Holy Ghost. The Lord is with you. You have breakfast with God. You have lunch with God. My goodness, you have supper with God. And God is with you. But there comes a problem. Folk don't like you. Somebody is out to kill your dream. What kind of mess is this? What do you do when things don't go like you expect them to? What do you do when you are all excited and things don't happen the way you think they ought according to what you believe God's will is? Watch this. Lord, Lord, I know you told us to go over and it's our land, but, but Lord, I, I don't mean to tell you something that, that, that you didn't know. I don't mean to shock you, but Lord, there are giants on the land. As if God didn't know that. You've been prepared in the journey to deal with the giants. Whether it is avoidance, whether it is taking them down, or whether it is making a treaty with them. You've got to go with the word and the will of God. Is the bishop making any sense this morning? And so... 
we cry out, Lord, you didn't tell me it was going to be like this. You said, Lord, through the prophet, that I was going to be a millionaire. Lord, you said through the prophet that I was going to have 10 houses. Lord, you said that I was going to have a husband. Every husband can't look like me. All right, let me move on. But the point that I'm trying to make is God don't tell you everything. Come on and ask me why. Because there's some things that you can't handle right now. But as you grow in God, God will give you the grace to handle whatever comes. Somebody ought to bless the Lord right there. Lord, you didn't tell me it was going to be like this. What, what is this? What's going on? And watch this, watch this, watch this. And you bring it to the Lord. Then God reminds you, no, I didn't tell you that. But what I did tell you, watch this. What I did tell you was that as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake thee. But see, you had a different picture in your mind. You figured like Moses, you were going to have a stick and hit the waters and the waters would part. You figured like Moses. Oh my God, my God, my God. But God didn't tell you that. God was not saying everything that I did with Moses, I will do exactly with you. He was saying, I will be with you as I was with Moses to perform the impossible, to perform the miraculous. I will be with you as I was with Moses to update your good success. That's what I told you. That, that, that you went off in your own mind figuring that God was going to do it the same way that he did it for Moses, for Joshua, for this one and for that one. But no, 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 no. Behold, I do a new thing. Hey, God doesn't have one way to do a thing and you pray. So you ought to pray, God, your will be done. You pray, Lord, Lord, touch, touch the banker's heart that he'll give me this loan. And God has said, no, that's not my will for you. I've got something else. Oh, I've touched the heart of the owner and laid it on the owner to just present to you that you can't place God in a stock room and say stay there and when I need you I want you to do it like this and I want you to do it like that God is God and he knows all things God has ways that you haven't discovered yet God has ways that you haven't seen God will fix your home God will fix your job he don't have to kill nobody on your job to get you to the top of the ladder Thank you. You wait to win the lotto, but God has said, I've got a permission, position, a promotion on your job. I, I've got something new for you. You don't need no lotto. Oh, 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 y'all sitting down now. Y'all, y'all sitting. God has ways that you haven't discovered yet. You gotta learn to trust and lean on the Lord. You gotta won't he do it? I asked the question, won't he do it? Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. Yeah, Jesus. God 
did not promise you that this journey would be problem free or an effortless journey. But he did promise you, Lord, I'm with you always. Even until the end. He, he said, if you put your trust in me, I will not fail you. If you put your trust in me, everything is going to be all right. If you lean on me, if you believe what I say, everything is going to be all right. Look at somebody say, it's going to be all right. Foolishness will come. Anybody encountered any foolishness over the last year? Anybody encountered any foolishness over the last month? Foolishness. Pressure comes. Divisiveness. That's what he was warning Titus about. Pressure comes. You will encounter the heretic. You will encounter the lunatic. You will encounter the critic. Pressure comes. But if you hold on to your faith, if you keep trusting and believing God, if you read your word, it'll encourage you and manifest itself in your life. If you believe the word of God, if you believe, it shall come to pass. Is there a witness in the room? I need to know, is there a real witness in the room? Thank you, Jesus. Watch this, watch this, watch this. All of us, like Titus, like Timothy, even Paul, Peter, we all experience pressures. Ella Thompson, we all experience pressures in life. We experience pressures from our jobs. We experience pressures from our schools. We experience, God knows, we experience pressure from our children. And we experience pressure from our spouses. But watch this. Sometimes we experience pressure even from our own selves. You ever been sick and tired of your own self? You ever cussed you? I mean, you ever told yourself off? Come on, church. Sick and tired of me. Pressures come. They came in the wilderness. They came to Abraham. Lord, what you mean? I got to sacrifice my son. I don't understand it, but I'm going to do it because you said so. It was just a test to see if he would trust God. When God finds out that he can trust you. Y'all to hear him. When God finds out that he can trust you, watch how he'll bless you. Watch how he'll bring you to the higher places. Watch what God will do when you will do what you said you'll do. It's called being faithful. Thank you, Jesus. But pressures come. Pressures come. Pressure doesn't come to kill you. Pressures really come to bring you to another level. Pressures will blow you up and not out. Pressures will blow you up and not in. 
But you got to do the right thing with your pressures. Because you see, pressure can push you to the pinnacle of your potential. Or it can reveal to you the ugly potential of your fears. What you going to do now when the pressure comes? Are you still going to trust and believe God? Because it's just a test. It's like when the pressures come, it's like when the pressures come, God, God has a blessing for you right around the next corner. You can't see it and sometimes you don't even know it, but you got to do the right thing in the place called pressure. Watch this. Watch this. You, you say what? Prove it. Watch this. Bible says, the Bible says after Jesus died on the cross, he rose again. And I don't know about you, but I believe it. And watch this. On the third day, the Bible says, watch the ugliness of fear. Oh, all that power that they received from God, the disciples were huddled up in a corner. The Bible says in a house. And it says, for fear of the Jews. Being around all that power. Watch this. Can you, I can hear him talking. Hey, Pete, Peter, man, I know what God said. But man, do you, do you really think you, do you really think he's gonna do what he said? Hey, John, John, I saw him when he healed the leper. John, John, I saw him when, when that woman, you remember, you remember a few days ago when that woman came up behind him and touched the hem of his garment and the power from Jesus went into her body and healed her. You think, do you think he, your anointing. The ugliness of fear will cause you to hide what you learned in Sunday school, what you heard on Sunday morning. The ugliness of fear will cause you to hide what you heard in your secret place. You heard God when he said what he said to you. You know it's true, but now you're hiding for fear of the Jews. But I got good news for you. Even in their fear, they could not hide from the resurrected Christ. The Bible in John 20 verses 21 and 22 says that Jesus just appeared in. What no knock at the door because he knew their level of fear. I got something to tell you. When God is ready to bless you, he don't have to knock on a door. When God is ready to bless you, he doesn't have to announce himself. He just appears and there he is. Jesus appeared in the midst of the afraid disciples. And then he says something powerful because he knew what he had planted in them. And it needed to be mixed with faith. And so Jesus spoke into your life and said, peace be unto you. Fear can't live where peace abides. Your phobias can't hide from faith. That's why you got to walk by faith every day. Annunciating it to yourself. Letting you know that it's real. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Ah, 
The Bible says, then said Jesus unto them, again, peace be unto you. As my father hath sent me, even so I send you. Watch this. God was not intimidated by their fear. God was not intimidated by their setback. Have you ever had a setback after you talked all of that faith? Then you did nothing. You were in that red hot church service, excited and delighted. Got home and were too afraid to do nothing. But I come to tell you today that God knows what he put in your spirit. And the Bible says that he breathed on them the Holy Ghost and he told them to get back to work. He said, even as the Father has sent me, so send I now you. Go, go, go. Maintain your good works. Maintain that A-level Christianship. Maintain your walk with God. Maintain a healthy relationship with your children. Maintain your marriage. Maintain your business. Maintain, but it's got to stay in Christ Jesus. You've got to follow after Christ. Hallelujah. Come on and say, follow after Christ. I'm going to tell you something else and I'm going to be very real there's something that each and every one of us share within ourselves and no matter how holy sanctified you think you are there's some things that you still fear You notice how I said that word a little, little, little less emphasis because I don't want to scare anybody. But we all have fear. But do you think for a moment that Jesus didn't realize that after all the display of power, the disciples seeing it, do you really think that he felt that all fear was gone? come to tell somebody today I feel this thing that God can work with you even in your fear he's greater than fear he's greater than any of your phobias God is God and that there's nothing too hard for God hold up for a moment I gotta ask somebody a question is there anything too hard for God hallelujah and the answer is no He's the God of creation, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Septim, Jehovah Nisim. He's God all by himself. Thank you, Jesus. But watch this, watch this. This is going to bless somebody. I want you to understand this. Don't deny, don't lie, but you must reveal your fears and your inadequacies to God and he will like he did with the disciples he will empower you to overcome them he will empower you to overcome saints time has just expired I promise you I'm not through 
but I want you to receive this word today. God has so much more for you. You must maintain your holy walk with God. Maintain in what God has given you. Don't fall prey to foolishness. Keep your focus. Am I helping somebody today? I, I, I want to know that my labor is not in vain. People of God, keep your focus, mother. Keep your focus on the Lord. That's really what matters. Everything will come to order when your life is prioritized correctly. God first, then family, then whatever it is, your work or whatever. God first, and in God being first, there is a unity involved in your family. God must be first in your marriage. God must be first in your family, your children. When's the last time you had, you had a family prayer? Father, even now, in the blessed and holy name of your son, Jesus. I've gone as far as I dare to today. But Lord, I pray that you would cause this word to be forever settled in the hearts and the minds of your people. Even cause it to be a part of the fabric of our existence. That we shall walk in the power and in the fullness of your word. That we shall fulfill your will. In Christ's name I pray. Thank God. Come on church, give God a hallelujah praise.